Drop the Subject. That's correct. Drop the Subject has officially begun. I'm Allie Johnson, Jared Hill. Is over right, here. Is right. Yeah, you're a little farther today away than normal, and I don't know why there's this gap between us. Do I smell weird? Is that... No, Did you, you don't. Did you shower? Uh, no, I didn't. That's what it is. I'm okay. an every other day you're... shower. I don't know if you know this about me. Okay. Uh, I think it's part of my lesbian roots. Okay. But I just think that having natural oils seeping through my body is important, but okay. I don't think I'm a smelly person. I've never do you th- think, I've do, never have you ever smelled, smelled? thought like, oh, shit, shoot, like... <laughs> Um, I, no, yeah, I've, I've, I've never, do I you. look like a person who doesn't shower often? No. I mean, you are wearing like a droopy shirt today, but that doesn't say anything about hygiene. Yeah. I mean, my, my disheveled or frumpy look has nothing to do with the amount of times I shower. We were saying to G- Ginger, Ju- Ginger, Justin this morning, like your hair looks different. He was like, well, I brushed it. And you were like, <laughs> you're trying out a brush. Trying out brushes. You know, everyone has their routines. That's exciting. Yeah. I get it. I, I understand. Uh, we have an action packed show again for you today. <laughs> action packed. There's something exploding in the background. It is. <laughs> it's action packed. <laughs> uh, we have two of the actors from Booksmart, a new f- a film that has just come out. I believe it just I came out last weekend, right? It came out over the weekend. Yeah. It is one of the my favorite movies of the year so far. It's a hilarious comedy. So good. I just saw it as well, and it is fantastic. Anyone who made the mistake of seeing Aladdin last weekend, Oops. you should see. You did Oops. not just say that. I haven't seen it. I want to see it. I'm, I, my hopes are high, but my expectations are low. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. Uh, I think that a lot of people are mixed on it in general. Uh, a lot heard... of the reviews I saw were terrible. Yeah. But then same. I think that there are some people that are going, you're like, it's fine. Anyway, Booksmart is a fantastic movie, and you should definitely see it this weekend if you have not already. Uh, so Austin Crute and Mason Gooding from Booksmart will be in studio with us later in the show. We also have Gay Gay Cray Cray to get to, a very exciting uh, story that I will reveal some details of uh, in the next 10 minutes, I believe. And then we will be learning from the animals. Um, plus, you went to uh, another... Screening last night? I hosted a screening. You last hosted night. a Please screening. Please put some respect on my name. Okay, okay I'm Look sorry. Uh, no, yeah, I think so, we've already established that you have a much more respectable <laughs> career than me. Even. So, uh, so uh, I, I don't know if I. So they about gave this. you a microphone. Reluctantly, um, primarily because I was producing the event, so they had to. Um, no, but yes, I think I've talked about it here before. I'm the vice president of the National Association of Black Journalists here in Los Angeles, and so we put on these these screening events. Um, and this was a screening that was really uh, near and dear to my heart. It's for a, a series that's coming out on Netflix called When They See Us. Um, it's directed and written by Ava DuVernay. It's about the Central Park Five. Um, yeah, and I've seen, I mean, I'm, I'm a huge true crime freak. Yeah. And so I've seen pretty much every single docu-series or documentary about any kind of relevant or sure. or whatever, like yeah. a big true crime story. So the Central Park Five is a crazy one Yeah, um, because these guys were basically all 
convicted of something that they did not do and had yeah. nothing to do. And it has a lot to do with racial profiling and all that stuff. Well, and, and uh, the coercion of the police. So it's a four episode series. So people understand it's a four episode series about what you're talking about. These five young black boys in uh, 1989. It was April 19th, 1989. I was four years old, four years and one day old. Um, that was the day after my fourth birthday. And uh, they were. And you remember this happening. I remember <laughs> it happening uh, distinctly. Good journalist. Um, but they um, they were accused of a crime and they. It was a jogger, right? There was a the female jogger. jogger. Yes, were, a Caucasian they jogger. Were in who, the park with a, a bunch of kids. And, you know, this woman um, was raped at the same time that they were in the park. Actually, it was like an hour later um, as all these kids were in the park and they were all accused of raping her. Um, they, they pulled these five boys who we later find out never even knew each other, who like had no connection to each other. Um, they coerced their stories and like coerced these confessions out of them. And the show um, is a it's a four episode miniseries and it, it takes you through the first episode is um, really about the way that um, all of these stories came together, um, how how it happened and how the police coerced their their, their confessions. The second episode is about the court trial and watching the, the justice system do what it does. The fourth episode is about what happens when you're in prison and when you get reintroduced back to life. The fourth episode is the, the most powerful and, and difficult to watch um, is about the one uh, Corey Wise, one of the five who went to prison for 14 years and was in solitary confinement for um, the, a large portion of that and the effect that that had on him. And so I went to a marathon screening of this about a month and a half ago. And so you watched four hours of... It was a marathon. It's a four-hour screening. It's four and a half. It was called a marathon screening. It was from ten to four, and we were there, you know, watching them back to back to back. And I wept for probably two and a half of those oh, hours. Oh Lord, that sounds exhausting. Um, I mean, it, I mean, but great. No, no, it was, it was, it was. It's a beautifully written, beautifully acted shot. Everything about it is like excellently done, but it's also just it, it rips you apart to watch these kids like have their lives taken from them. Um, yeah, and I think that it's really interesting that that and I think Netflix is doing this more and more with different stories. Like they released the Ted Bundy tapes, which was like a docu series, and then they released whatever extremely wicked, incredibly vile, and, and awful or with whatever. Zach, the, yeah, with Zach Efron. Efron. So it's like they're they're going through these big crime stories and they're taking them in documentary series and then they're also putting telling them in a in a uh a different way a human way yeah, Enough, yeah. So, so they're like covering these big stories in completely different ways and then you can watch you know you're, you're watching this story the Central Park 5 story in a totally different way now yeah um, Ava DuVernay has been doing a lot of press about it and I one of the questions that I had that I've heard her answer multiple times now is this film every, everyone was addressing it as the Central Park 5 film um, and she decided to call it When They See Us because she felt like Central Park 5 was a political name that was kind of like pushed onto these kids that really didn't recognize like their humanity as like five kids who were like wrongly accused of this crime um, and when they see us kind of uh, opens up like about it being about them and yeah when they and, see like, us for who we are rather than exactly, the Central Park Five because beings. once they coined yeah. that term it was just like the Central Park Five you know that everyone was completely dehumanized yeah. and then everybody's reading those articles back then and being like look at these losers look at these criminals yeah. and, and, well, and, and putting opinions on these people that they have no idea what the details that's are that's a big part of the story is, is how the media narrative around these kids was all about them being thugs and you know a wolf pack and all of these different things and uh, there was a study that was done that said 89 or 90 percent of the the press coverage about um, these boys in this case never used the word 
alleged that said like they did this they did that um and it never you know gave them a chance to even be innocent right um and so i, I just wanted to say like it was an amazing panel last night with nisi nash who's in it with blair underwood and one of the writers at a clock Attica Lock, um, a really, really amazing piece that comes out uh, tomorrow on Netflix. It's called When They See Us. It's by Ava DuVernay. And right. I, I just really so binge it. that and then also go see Booksmart. And also go see Booksmart. We'll be talking to that cast a little bit later. Um, but we're going to, our order is going to be a little bit different today because we've got the cast of Booksmart. So coming up after this break, we're going to go into Gay Gay Cray Cray. Um, j- uh, there's I've a, got a doozy for you. You've got, you've there's got another doozy. Involved. Last week it was Pink and her husband. So it was, it <laughs> yeah. was Cray Cray. This is in a very different direction. Okay. I'll okay, give you so that hint. Allie's got a, a story of a couple that's done something that's Cray Cray. And I have to figure out if they're gay or straight. It's Gay Gay Cray Cray. That's coming up next on Drop the Subject with Jared and Allie on the new channel Q on your radio and radio.com. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. Drop the Subject. Oh, drop the subject on the new Channel Q. The subject we were just discussing off the air was when a reboot gets rebooted and then it fails. It gets rebooted and then it gets booted. And then it gets booted immediately. (laughs) It gets rebooted, booted, and then they never speak of it again. I think that I I was doing some extensive reading about a possible Friends reboot, which I believe is not happening, but uh, one of the headlines that I read said, Matt LeBlanc said that he has a recurring dream that Friends comes back and that no one cares. Yikes. (laughs) That would be pretty crappy, especially because that is a highly desired. I mean, everyone always wants a Friends reboot or a Seinfeld reboot, but then you always have to think about be careful what you wish for because when it actually comes back, it's not going to be like it was 20 years ago and it doesn't hold, like things don't always hold up. And then you were mentioning the Murphy Brown reboot, which I actually loved that show. I didn't understand half of it, so I don't really know why in hindsight I was watching it when I was a kid, but still, you said it was awful. And I I was like, wow, that's awesome that Murphy Brown's coming back, but I never watched it. it. And that's a lot of people. I think a lot of people are like, oh, that's so exciting that that's coming back and then they never follow up or watch it. Well, the show wasn't good like it, it just wasn't smart enough in my opinion and you know shout out to all the people who are over there writing it but like I uh <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> shout out you dummies <laughs> no I just I mean I just didn't think it was good and I also thought it was a challenging place for it to be on CBS it was a very liberal show like it's you know the, Murphy Brown was taking aim at Trump every single episode um and you know that audience is older and I would assume a little bit more conservative so mm. I, I imagine that that was going to be really difficult but like take that over to Fox yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm. Um, you were talking about like a Friends reboot, though. Like, I the show that Friends is based on is called Living Single, and it was with Queen Latifah and. Um, oh, I heard about yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't know that that was based on Friends. Friends was created friend- because they wanted a white version of 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 Living Single. Like the person who created it, they asked him like, "Oh, you know what would you want to create?" And he was like, "I want to create something like Living Single," um, huh. which there's all kinds of drama around that or whatever. But like that show, like a lot of fans were like, "Oh, that show should be rebooted," and it's like, "Yeah, but like." The idea that they're all still single and like living together is kind of depressing. <laughs> it just you know becomes what I mean? sad. Right. And so like yeah. some shows, it's like, I don't know the way that that show comes back and it makes sense and works. Yeah. And, you know, so. It's like my desire for a Golden Girls reboot, which will never happen because it would just be Betty White in a wheelchair. 
At a funeral. At, at, a, a, fu- at, at a, sitting at the cemetery. <laughs> yes. Because <laughs> she's just sitting just there at the cemetery loud. in a wicker chair. Well, so my on friend the and I, my friend and I were actually just talking about this because you know they just did live in front of a studio audience with um, all in the family and the yeah, Jeffersons. yeah, 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 so with we're the original about, episode scripts, right? Yes. Yeah. So a friend of mine was talking about how recasting that could be interesting, and like, okay, well, who would be in it? And like, like recasting the Golden Girls to do like a modern oh, you episode. Can't. Well, he was saying. Um, that he had kind of like started coming up with like a list of people and I it's kind of an interesting like fantasy league to put together. Okay, Maggie Smith. <laughs> yeah. No, like, <laughs> Justin Justin's they, <laughs> nodding yes. Maggie Smith. You know Maggie Smith. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, she's old as F, so Whoa. she should definitely be in it. She I would wanted, be Ma. I, that's the only criteria. That's the only criteria is being old. I okay. I want, Dame Judy Dench. I wanted to offer Meryl Streep whatever role she wanted. Um, oh, God. Because I feel like Meryl Streep could come in and do whatever she wanted and kill it. Um, I also know that we have a segment to get to that has new music that I'm excited about. Okay, all right. Okay, but then really quickly, Justin just held up a sign saying, Golden Girls prequel? Now that would be awesome. So I was saying to him, I wanted to do the recast with like younger folks and see how that would work. Um, and like, you know, diversify the group a little bit and like make it interesting. Uh, um, so like uh, that could be a fun. I love recasting things with like new new people. So yeah. like that could be a game that we evolve on this show. Definitely. I would yeah. like to try that. I suck at it, but I would like to do it. I'll be like Chris Catan. I don't know. On Golden <laughs> Girls. Okay. Gay, 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 cray, cray. Here we go. I'm going to give you some music that's right it's so ironic because she is also crazy and uh, not gay gay and not gay gay well, she's just cray cray yeah. i don't know i bet she's a little gay gay probably... i'm definitely gay gay for her okay uh okay 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 okay, okay. <laughs> so basically i'm going to give that. you some details of a couple that once had a nice time and then things went awry a little bit okay and then you must guess whether they are gay gay or just cray cray can i ask you a quick ma Okay, okay. Um, gay MA, this isn't about being gay. Is it difficult doing these and like having to figure out all the pronouns? Do you go through and like change them yes, all? Yes, it's like, very difficult. No, I don't change them all and it's probably to my detriment. Okay. All right. Because <laughs> I'm just reading this article going, I, duh. Let's all right. Go. Two people together, married. Okay. I'll even give you their last names Perkins and McClellan Perkins. Straight. <laughs> their hometown is Youngsville, Louisiana. Louisiana. Uh-huh. Uh, they were visiting family in Florida. People always get a little crazy when they visit there. And they got into an argument because one member of the couple accidentally put the weed of the other person into the wash. Okay. So they, they're both 420 friendly, I would assume. One person said, I'm going to do you a favor, honey bunch, and I'm going to throw your clothes in the wash. Little did they know the other person's weed was in a pocket or something. And uh, of course, if you've taken part in leafy weeds, you know that when they go through the <laughs> wash, weeds. they are un- they are unsmokable after that. So That's how that works. Then they got into a bit of an argument. And then the next step was that the other person grabbed one of the bedposts, one of the four, oh, and God. started beating the other person with it. Bedpost beating. Okay. Yep. There is no halo hanging on this four-post bed. <laughs> I was going for a Smash Mouth reference, I think. <laughs> and you went somewhere else. I went Mark McGrath. That's... Right, Mark McGrath. Sorry, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said Smash Mouth. I meant Sugar Ray. I mean, I I understand getting those confused. Oh, Sugar Ray. Oh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> remember a, Sugar Ray? Uh, there was a moment for, yeah. for Mark McGrath. There was a moment when Kevin Klein had his tips dyed 
blonde and there's pictures of him. He looks very Sugar Ray. Justin, I need you to find that. We will find it. It's hysterical. Okay, so anyway, then the cops showed up because things had obviously escalated after the weed incident and when the bedpost got involved. Then the person said, you know what? Uh, No, 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 no. I didn't beat them up with a bedpost. They injured themselves by rolling over the bedpost while we were arguing. Oh, God. So the person then changed their story to say that this person beat themselves up with this piece of furniture. Didn't really work. Uh, then they, uh, they, this person got arrested, then released on $25,000 bond. Then uh, they got out and they are still happily married. The person even posted on their Facebook page that this happened six weeks after they got married and still commented on their own post and said, I am very happy. So wait, how long did they get married after this happened? They got married and then six weeks later this happened. Oh, this happened six weeks into their marriage. Yes, six weeks into their marriage, but still after the fact, this person posted, I'm very, very happy. <laughs> the person that got beat up. Uh, so we have to go to a song. Yeah, so I was going to say, I'm going but to... Why don't you think about this? I, I, Perkins yeah, I've got, and McClellan Perkins. I've got some follow-up questions for you, and you guys can call in if you have ideas about who this is. Um, 833-77-CALL-Q. That's right. Uh, give us a call. Uh... Yeah, I got some follow-ups here. We'll take a quick break. You're listening to Drop the Subject with Jared Alley on the new channel Q on your radio and radio.com. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. Drop the Subject. <laughs> yes, good point, Jared. On Drop the Subject with Allie and Jared, uh, Pink was the subject of our last week's Gay Gay Cray Cray. It was Cray Cray, You guessed. Gay Gay. Yeah, I believe you guessed. I think I thought they were straight. I think you thought they were straight. Yeah. Uh, and I told you you were correct, but I you didn't realize didn't that it was, it was pink, pink and her husband, yeah. who are, I believe, still together. I think so. After I know she they slashed broke, his tires. They broke up for a while, and I think they got back together. I know they got back together. I think they're still together. <laughs> um, I haven't texted with her in so long. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Ever. Okay. <laughs> so, gay, gay, cray, cray. The time has come for you to make a decision. Here are some last-minute details. Again, Perkins, married to another person named McClellan Perkins. They were visiting some family in Florida. Some weed got accidentally pushed uh, through the laundry, mm-hmm. and all hell broke loose. Mm-hmm. Somebody got beat up with a bedpost, and then that person got arrested. They said, no, 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 my significant other beat themselves up with that bedpost. Did not work. Still, they are happily married. So, you know, I'm always looking at context clues. I know that these people are not black. Um, I love that. Yeah. I mean, listen, I mean, it's funny for me to reread the story in that context and be like, yeah, you know, you're definitely right. Yeah, Uh, definitely. Definitely right. Definitely white. Um, for various reasons. Um, what is the biggest reason you think they're white? The police came and... The police the came? No, the police came in the way that it went. Oh, I see. Yes. I see. Um, uh, they got married six weeks before this, and then they posted about being happy about it. This, and it was they live in Florida. No, they live in Louisiana. But they're but they from were vi- Florida. They were visiting family in Navarre, Florida. When this happened. When this happened. They were around family. That also can heighten people's emotions. You know, people need their their comfort things like weed and yeah. food and whatnot. You know, you need your comforts around you. So it's a, it's a high pressure time if your weed gets lost. I'm feeling the pressure with this music <laughs> because this is my favorite game show ever. Uh-huh. Who Wants to Be a Millionaire is my favorite. Um, okay, so I There are no lifelines. I know. That's what I'm worried about. Um, and I don't have anyone from the audience to, to poll. Um... Okay, I'm going to say 
that this is really Justin Ready Your Cue. Everyone just to push one on your phones if you think this is <laughs> exactly, gay gay, exactly. and two if it's cray cray. This will have no effect on the final vote. Allie, my answer is. This is a, gay, a straight couple. Okay. This is just so you are going crazy. Yes. All right. Ashley Perkins mm-hmm. is thirty years old. That's a that's a gender neutral name for the record. That's true. Yes. Accused of hitting Ruth McClellan Perkins with what? a bedpost after Ruth accidentally put her weed through the washing Ashley machine. Ashley was with Rue McClanahan. Yeah. <laughs> From the Golden Girls. Rue and... These are some lesbians? Yeah, these are a couple of lesbos. They are married. (laughs) Hit it again, Justin. Lesbos, damn it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, So, yeah, they're they're a married gay couple, and they are still happily married, according to Ruth, who... How long ago was this now? I don't know. She's like, this just happened. I mean, this is a recent article, so I would imagine the last couple of months or something. And they live in Louisiana? They live in, yeah, they live in Youngsville, Louisiana. Louisiana? Mm -hmm, Yeah. And then they were taken to Santa Rosa County Jail after this thing in Nevaire, Florida happened. Nevaire, Florida. Mm -hmm, Yeah. Yeah, Florida's always the place. Yeah, Florida gets the best of people. It even makes gay gays go cray cray. I paid a year's worth of taxes in Florida, so I feel like I can say anything about that place now. Um, without any regret. You know, or, that's or more judgment. than probably a lot of Florida residents. Ooh, the scandal. Um, <laughs> <laughs> including the president. Never mind. Uh, so um, so they were, they're a lesbian couple. Interesting. Yeah. I wonder if there's a pattern here that you like to go back and forth. That oh, would, wow. Not, not, in a, not in a Biday f- Friday kind of way, but in, a, <laughs> in an alternating yeah. kind of way. Or you never know. Maybe I'll expand. Maybe I'll go polyamorous couple. Maybe oh. I'll go thruple. You know, you never know what a I'm going to do. A pod? Yeah. A Ooh, pod couple. Okay. Yeah, thr- yeah. Okay. So you're also really excited about a weatherman? Well, I'm not... N- particularly excited but i do think it's interesting when uh when there i mean there's a lot of storms going on in the midwest right now ohio especially has been hit with some horrible horrible storms and tornadoes yeah it's crazy it was raining here a couple of days ago and our our yeah the weather's just crazy all over the place yeah i know it was raining here that is crazy no i'm saying in may in the middle of may it was just like raining all of a sudden for like days on end no it's true the the it's because of climate change everything is just completely wonky It's raining, it's pouring, it, it rains. The old man times. is snoring. So. He is snoring, yeah. So, of course, when this when this happens, I think the news team gets really, ex- not excited, but they that's their time to be on. That's go time for yes. them. Whenever there's extreme weather, whether it's a blizzard or whether there's a fire or a thunderstorm or anything, they need to be there to cover it, and they are on it. Can I tell you, as a former like news person working at a news station, one of the things that has always made me not want to live in a city with like inclement weather all the time is like you don't get snow days. Because it snowed, like no, that's the story. You need to be here, and like s- weather is like the biggest ratings for local news stations. So like they will cut into stuff. They love to cover it wall to wall team coverage. Right. So that's what happened exactly. in this situation: is somebody cut in. They had to cut in with with breaking weather updates. Right. And you're you're absolutely right. They that is their time. That is yeah. their ratings boost. You know what I mean? Any kind of storm, of course, it's a little sad that a lot of people are displaced and then horrible absolutely. things happen. But yeah, I mean, when you when we were displaced in the fires, uh. 
you know, last it was last year. Yeah, last year, we uh, we were glued to the television. That was like probably the most news I watched all year was well, just to figure out whether I could go home. Well, and like, and also like that's when uh, news is most important for people that are watching it. Like, I mean, yeah, it's, you need to know if people, someone was killed or that there was a car accident. But like, weather events are, are the times when people need those journalists the most to be able to report what's going on to let you know where you need to be, how you can get help, what you know when you need to evacuate. So it's really important. I'm that not just true. saying it's just a business thing. No, no, yeah. no, no. It is very. Important important but I also think that it's not as important I don't know why they still do this they have to send a weather person in the middle of the weather storm yeah to report from the weather storm I always have really mixed feelings about that because <laughs> they're literally like blowing away going yeah. like yes the winds are at 75 yeah. miles an hour Tom <laughs> and it's like can you please just get this lady inside she doesn't need to be outside so like there's a there's like a debate in the journalism community about whether or not people should be doing that really yes because like on one hand it's like why the hell is she out there? Like, right. We get it. But on the other hand, it demonstrates for people the severity of how how important these things are, especially in those situations when like people need to evacuate. And it's like, no, you actually do need to get out of here. Because like, so many people don't evacuate when there's a mandate. By putting this one sacrifice weather Absolutely. person in right, this right. situation. Exactly. Like, oh, she looks like she's about to die. I should probably evacuate. I moved out of Florida like a year before like an enormous hurricane came. And I was so grateful because our station was like right in the eye of the storm. Oh, Lord. Uh, so, yeah. But anyway. Okay. So this this happened recently. Of course, it's been going on all week. The these the tornadoes, the storms, and a, a news station broke into the middle of the Bachelorette. I believe it was the Bachelorette. Which, I don't I don't know what's going on with the Bachelor Bachelorette or if there's multiple. I think there's a lot of them, but they cut into the middle of the show and people were pissed. Yeah. They were very, very upset that they did not know who, which rose went to who. So this is how the weatherman responded, or the anchor at least. We have viewers complaining already. Just go back to the show. No, we're not going back to the show, folks. This is a dangerous situation, okay? It's nice, right? Think about this. This was your neighborhood. I'm sick and tired of people complaining about this. Our job here is to keep people safe, and that is what we're going to do. Some of you complain that this is all about my ego. <laughs> stop. Okay, just stop right now. It's not. I'm, st I'm done with you people. I really am. This oh, is pathetic. Let's go. <laughs> It's a dangerous situation here. It's dangerous. Very All dangerous. All right. I'm sorry I did that. I'm just, it just really bothers me that yeah. we have people that don't care about other people's safety around here. That's just ridiculous. They, okay. So he's obviously at, at his wits end with this. He said, I particularly love the quote, I've had it with you people. So, okay. <laughs> this is pathetic. I'm, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of on his side on this. No, I completely agree. I just love that he completely yeah. had it out. Any kind, any time that any anchor goes off script, yeah. I'm there for it. I really want to <laughs> see what what's going to come out of their mouth because I mean, they're nothing, so put together on every other there's front. There's nothing better than Bill O'Reilly on Inside Edition back in the day. The F it, we'll do it live. Like that was that's my favorite anchor going off script is. We'll do it live. Yeah, like, I think it's there's nothing better than that. Yeah, um, but like it's a really hard decision for when to cut in, like uh, when to like, especially like with the big money shows like the the Bachelor and Bachelorette. Like it's not an easy call to make, and uh, so like I get why he's upset. Like yeah, but people are like dying. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> no, I get. I'm saying I get why he's upset with the feedback of like go back to the show, go back to the show. You can watch the Bachelorette tomorrow. It'll be on Hulu or whatever. Like you don't have to to see the Bachelorette tonight. <laughs> yeah, no, totally. Yeah, and yeah. I, and I think it's also funny that these people, these alleged watchers of The Bachelorette, accused him of doing it just for his own egotistical Right, because he wants to be on TV. You egomaniac!
maniac. Right. Get back to the. And then He's I been also on TV for twenty years. I'm sure, like he does not need more screen time. He does not start this again, Justin, really quickly before we go to break. I just want to hear the jazzy jazz music. We have viewers complaining already. Just go back to the show. No, we're not going back to the show, folks. This is a dangerous situation. Okay. It's nice. Think about this. This was your neighborhood. It's really I'm bad. I'm sick and tired music. of people complaining about this. <laughs> it's it's really Our bad. Job here is to keep really safe. bad for news. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna do. Uh, Some people complain that this is all about my ego. We're gonna we're gonna take a quick break. Stop. <laughs> we'll be right back. <laughs> Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. Drop the subject on the new channel Q. I'm eating a carrot. We're on the radio. Yes, we and, are. And on the radio.com. You see what I did there? Uh, see? See? Um, yeah. yeah, so it is time for us to chat about some of the headlines of the day. Yes, there's um, a lot going on in the world. Yes, I, I, I didn't say this earlier, but um, I this is the time where really democ- democracy is in action. <laughs> this is where we get to see the democratization of the news. Okay. Where you've got the headlines. I have the votes. Mm-hmm. I, I have a lot more power than I probably should have. Yeah. And you've lived in Florida, so we may need to recount. (laughs) Actually, that was a political joke. Yeah. yeah. Shimmy, shimmy. But you also have the power because you get to choose what the five stories are. Yeah. This is really just the five headlines that I would like to talk about. (laughs) And then you get to choose which ones we get to throw away. All right. So I guess that means it's time for News It or Lose It. Drop the Subject presents News It or Lose It. You know, I have to admit, I'm a little nervous that that weatherman is going to interrupt us at any given time he throughout the rest would. of the show. That's, that would be just like him. <laughs> just like him. It's just his ego He's talking. He's done with you people. <laughs> okay. Headline number one. Ready to eat meals are easy, cheap, and killing you. Oh, Jesus. Is this like like the Blue Apron thing? Well, Blue Apron. Oh. Blue Apron's not ready to eat. That'd be like like freshly or something. I don't know. Um, uh, no, I think Blue Apron you have to cook. Yeah, but yeah. yeah I, I, I used to do Blue, Blue Apron a lot. Oh, you seem like a Blue Apron guy. Yeah, when I want to change it up, um, when I start getting bored with my food, I like to do like either a Blue Apron or like I said, I found the Epicurious app. I've started cooking out of that. So, um, so yeah. Okay. You know what? News it. Okay. All right. Newsing it. Headline number two. Real life or bad movie? Mustachioed Ashton Kutcher takes witness stand in murder trial. Did you say mustachioed? Yes, he is in a mustache. I go in and out of whether or not I think Ashton Kutcher is attractive. Oh, okay. Well, I'm going to give you a hard no on that. Well, you're a lesbian. Uh Your opinion doesn't matter here. Even even if he has longish hair, I still don't find him attractive. He's very hot and cold for me, um, but mustachioed? I, I'm worried about that. So I'm going to Google it in the break and I'll say news it. You're going to news it. Okay. Yeah. Headline number three. A hundred tons of headless walking fish recalled after missing inspection. What the? <laughs> say it again. 100 tons of headless walking fish recalled after missing inspection. I guess they walked away. <laughs> I don't even know what those words mean. Yeah, together. I think that uh, hearing the words headless walking fish in any news headline, I don't think that good news is to follow. Yeah. But uh, it's your choice. News it or lose it. Let's lose it. Okay. Headline number four. Best leaf music. <laughs> best leaf musician in China wants more people to play the leaves. Well, we ain't going to be one of them. Lose it. <laughs> 
<laughs> you don't want to hear about this China, this guy from China who plays leaves? That's music? Yeah, hard pass. <laughs> okay. <laughs> headline number five. Why do you sound surprised by that pass? <laughs> Just, I read that headline and I was like, this is fascinating. Okay. Uh, finally, headline number five. William H. Macy buys graduation balloons for his daughter at Ralph's. I don't care. <laughs> his college cheating scandal daughter? Yeah, like, his college cheating scandal daughter is graduating high school, so he bought balloons for her at Ralph's. At the grocery store? At the grocery store, yeah. Um, oh, fun fact. Felicity Huffman is in the in the series. I, that was a screening last oh, night. Oh, really? Um, and she plays it. At, ooh, I almost said a, a bad word. She plays a... Oh, I can say the B an word. An apple? She plays a... Yeah. No, she plays an apple. <laughs> Oh, she plays an oh, apple. Oh, she plays that apple. She plays an apple. A no, we're not going back to the show, folks. This is a dangerous <laughs> oh, situation. Well, there okay? he is. Good time for him to jump in. I also love. I also love when people use the word funk, and so like f u n k, like in what context? Like uh, in place of the f word. Oh, funk. Oh, yeah. oh, oh. like but what it's, the it's, funk? It's, yeah, exactly. But it's really toe <laughs> on the line. Um, okay, because you seem interested in the story. No, no, no we gonna, don't have to. No, no, no. I'm going to, because I took away your, your walking fish story. So I'm going to give you the William H. <laughs> you Macy You took story. away my musician leaf story. Your musician leaf story, <laughs> right. So we'll news that one. We're going to news leaf musician or William H. Macy? I'll let you choose. Okay, we're doing Leaf Musician. Oh, God. Yes. I've given away my power. You have. <laughs> we're gonna Back to it. totalitarian rule. <laughs> We've got all those stories and more coming up when we return. You're listening to Drop the Subject on the new Channel Q on your radio and radio.com. Drop the Subject. We'll be right back. Drop the Subject. All right, moving right along. Drop the Subject on the new Channel Q. One hour gone, another right ahead of us. It's exciting, isn't it? When you put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just thought it was like another... <laughs> it's not any other just, hour. It's not just like any other hour, because we've got some cool guests coming up. We do, we do. I we're think We're finishing up News It. Yep, we are finishing up News It or Lose It now. We're getting into the stories that you decided we talk about, and then we are going to welcome our guests from the uh, the hit movie Booksmart, yes. which we've both seen and enjoyed very, very much, and they, now we will enjoy the company of two of the actors from the movie. Yes, their names are Mason Gooding and Austin Crouch. They are so fun. We had them on a panel, um, on another panel, uh, that I was you doing. You are a panel man, uh, aren't a couple of weeks ago um, they're a lot of fun and if you haven't seen Booksmart you're missing out and you don't love yourself apparently <laughs> because it's awesome and yeah. I think that uh, the, the the movie itself has a loving yourself message it so does. if you don't love yourself go see the movie and then you will and maybe a loving someone else message too oh <laughs> alright <laughs> All right. here we go news it or lose it drop the subject presents news it or lose it Let's start with a mustachioed Ashton Kutcher taking the witness stand in a murder trial. Now, it's pretty difficult to tell the difference between real life and movies these days. I, At least I think so. So when I saw that Ashton Kutcher was on the witness stand is in a business suit and a mustache, I was like, oh, he's playing a serial killer in some new Netflix series, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, but to my surprise, he was actually testifying in a murder trial. This is all real, even the mustache. Hmm. So, okay. Ashton Kutcher, I guess about 18 years ago, he went to pick up a, a 22-year-old fashion design student. 
Makes sense. Checks out. Okay. Uh, he went to go pick her up, I guess, to take her out for drinks. And she did not answer the door. And then he learned the next day that she had actually been murdered and really? was lying inside of her house dead. What the funk? Yeah. <laughs> what the funk? I'm trying to I'm trying to get funk what in here. What apple killed this woman? <laughs> exactly. So <laughs> uh so basically, yeah, he is now testifying later because Michael Gargulio is being charged with killing this Say woman. Say the name again. Michael Gargulo. I just wanted to hear you Gargulo? Gargulo. <laughs> right. That sounds like a porn name. I wasn't going to say that, but you did. There we go. Uh, so, yeah, they now he's on trial, this guy. And, uh... Did you make a doo-doo? Did you make a doo-doo? <gasps> oh, Lord. I wish I could... I had time to give you context on that. I have that. no clue what It's a news there. reporter that really messed up the name of somebody who died. There was, like, somebody who... Like, a cop who died, and she was reading the name of her, and it was something really, really easy, and she screwed it up so bad, and she called her D.D. Mega Doo-Doo. Mega Doo-Doo. Oh, gosh. Oh, wait, is this up in the Bay Area? I think that'll be in place of Apple now, Mega Doo-Doo. Was this on in the Bay Area? What, I think this, that was that, this no, trial no, no, or that, that story? Screw, that I, messed up I couldn't tell you. I feel like that might have been the thing that happened at KTVU in the, in the Bay Area. Yeah. It could have been. Yeah, yeah. I, it might have been, yeah. It was sad, but funny. Okay, so he said that he knocked on the door of this woman, and there was no answer. He said he looked through the window, and he saw what he thought were wine stains on the floor, but he did not find it alarming, and he left. Then he said, I remember the next day after I heard about what happened, and I went to the detectives, and I said, my fingerprints are on this door. I was freaking out. So, I mean, lucky for him, he did not get convicted or charged with any of this and just for being in the wrong place at the wrong time. But he was trying to just have drinks with this fashion design student and uh, he he happened upon a, a, a murder. A murder. Mm-hmm. I, I can't help but think of when they see us. Oh, how yeah. different that is. Yeah. No, I know. He's like, my fingerprints on her. I was freaking out. It's like, yeah, if you were not white, you probably wouldn't have... 18 years of just being scot-free and not having to worry about this at all, right? Yeah, interesting. Okay. Uh, Okay, ready to eat meals. They're easy, they're cheap, and they're killing you. Here we go. Some would say getting Stouffer's for one is sad enough on its own. Oh, no. (laughs) I just watched Wine Country, by the way. Can we pause Uh, it? Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah, I watched that. Tina Fey talks about like eating meals for one all the time. Yeah. (laughs) Like, the movie's pretty funny. Yeah, it's good. Anything with Amy Poehler, Tina Fey, like... Oh, yeah, it's an all-star. It's Rachel Dratch. Totally. Maya Rudolph, yeah. Yep, it's a good it's a good one. It's on Netflix right now. It is. Did you go are you on that panel too? Uh I might be. I might not be. I might be. Are you? I'm not, no. Okay. It's already out. It's already out. Okay. <laughs> uh anyway, newsflash, this is all about to get sadder. Oh. Because when you buy these overly processed, they even call it ultra pro- processed frozen meals like popular factory made fare, you are getting an increased risk of cardiovascular disease and an increased risk of early death. So general. Wait, so are these like frozen, like from the freezer section kind of foods or like the ones that you get like delivered to your house? No. Yeah. I don't think that getting food delivered to your house that you're going to be cooking that night is included in this. I think this is about, you know, lean cuisines and stofers. I mean, I don't want to point out names because I don't know how, what like, specifically yeah, what specifically it is, but they, yeah, they're basically showing you that 
like ultra processed, super frozen foods that are kind of the typical things that you would make at home when you don't really want to cook and you're just one or two people, you're eating that TV dinner. That's kind of what they're talking about. Well, I feel like I always heard that they have like a ton of sodium and other stuff in them. Like it's it's probably not the best for you. No, 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 no. And I think we are already knew that, but I don't think we knew that, that, it, was that it was just, you. yeah, that it was just, uh, you know, you're already probably feeling a little sad about yourself when you're eating these Stouffer's for one dinners, but then you're I don't also think people are feeling sad about themselves when they're eating a dinner for one. When you're eating a frozen dinner, like frozen lasagna for one, on a regular think, basis, I don't think there's something inherently sad about that. You don't think there's anything sad about eating frozen lasagna in front of your TV by yourself? No. <laughs> I mean, I think there are there are ways in which that could be sad, but okay. I don't think it's like inherently sad. Okay, picture that person also in sweatpants that they've been wearing for four days, and uh, a spill on the carpet that they have not cleaned up, and a bong sitting on the coffee table. Now is it sad? No, I'm saying like there are ways that that could be sad. I just don't think it's like inherently sad. That, that that's the only so that that factor itself is not in itself sad. There have to be other ex- circumstances yeah. that make it sad. Are because, you feeling attacked by this? No. <laughs> Shut up, Justin. <laughs> I, I, I more so mean like I don't. I don't think it's like inherently sad to have like a a, a box of hot pockets in your in your micro in your freezer or something. No, no, no. I'm I. I please. I would never say anything negative about, about hot, hot pockets. pockets. Okay. I know. I know the history of hot pockets. Yeah, we have a big history of hot pockets on this show, and I do not ever want anybody to think that I'm painting hot pockets in a bad light. I'm just saying if you are having regular dinners that are frozen dinners that are okay, I'm going to go shopping for the week. I'm going to get seven. Frozen burritos, seven. You know, I'm 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 going to eat all of these frozen meals all day long. Frozen burritos, because you. I think that there's also something in the fact that you don't want to cook even like not even cooking pasta for yourself. Mm -hmm. You have to microwave the frozen pasta or frozen. I cannot tell you how many guys I've dated that have no idea how to cook. And like it always kind of you you're the cook in your household, right? Yes. So it like it always blows my mind when I meet guys that like can't cook at all. Like I dated a guy who didn't even know how to grocery shop. And like I sent him <laughs> no like seriously. Do you know how to grocery shop, Justin? Yeah. I sent him to the grocery sense. store with like, I don't know, five things. He called me twice okay. from the store. Like You know what? Now well, where's I... cheese? Well, how do I find the Where's which cheese? <laughs> which one do I need? And blah, blah, blah. And we, we were dating like eight years ago or five years ago, however long ago it was. And I remember him calling me two different times. And it was like, oh, are you wow. serious? Like, first of all, like, the job that he had told me that he should have been a little bit more inquisitive. I'll just put it that way. Okay. But I was also like, you can't ask somebody there, like, where this is. Like, there's yeah, any number everywhere. of people in a red vest or a blue vest uh, or whatever. You know it what is. I mean? So, like, I, I say, I like to say, like, the idea that, like, getting frozen food, like, I get it, because like some people just can't cook, and like it's an easy way, it's an easy thing for them. I see. Well, I mean, now that I think about it, I think that if I was not with my wife, she would probably not She'd be able be to shop for herself. She would be there with the single stofers for one. She yeah. would. Yeah. So I'm saving her life. There you go. All Look right. at you. Okay. I'm glad that's resolved. <laughs> Let's move on to this leaf musician, shall we? Very quickly. Yes. Luo. Oh, Justin just Wen-Jun did the wrap up time. Is a hold on. He's a master. Time, so. He's a master leaf player. I'm going to play some of his music. <laughs> Are you when you say leaf? Leaf片一定有其。Yeah. 
I don't think that that choir of people is the <laughs> leaves also. When but. you say leaves, like, do you mean leaves of plants? Yes, he's playing leaves of plants. He's, you know, when little kids get Someone a piece of home, grass and some... they're like, why don't I blow in between, you know, put this piece of grass in between my two fingers and then I'm going to blow and then it's going to make a little Oh, noise. that's how he's playing That's it. what he's doing. Yeah, he's playing Someone leaves. Someone that's listening to us thought you might have meant like the leaf that goes into the middle of a dining table or something to extend it or, you know, a... a <laughs> Or a Nissan Leaf or something. <laughs> <think> I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, she must mean that little piece she of table that goes in between to extend it. I He's playing myself, that as a drum. I heard myself ask the question of like, what other kind of leaf is there? But I was like, I clearly he's not. Ta- she's not talking about leaves that hey, like are on a plant. This guy is trying to preserve the culture of playing leaves. He's also in, killing in trees. Nature leaves. No, I think this is this is also the most affordable instrument that you could possibly think of. Yeah, but that leaf had to die. <laughs> that is a good point. Yes. He's a murderer. He's a murderer. We're going to take a quick He's break. a murderer and Ashton Kutcher is not. We're going to take Ashton Kutcher looks like uh Tom Selleck with the mustache. I don't like it, by That's the way. That's true. I don't like a it. A scrawny like weaker yeah, version. Yeah. Like shave the mustache, Ashton. Yeah. Even though you're aging very well. I know you listen to the show. Uh we're going to take a quick break when we come back. We've got two members of the cast of Booksmart, Ashton Crute and Mason Gooding are here. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. <laughs> okay, drop the subject on the new Channel Q. We were just going over with our guests, Austin Crute and Mason Gooding from Booksmart, what you can and cannot say on the radio. And you are very uh, intrigued by this. Now we know. Oh, I love it. Yeah. I love it so much. I, uh, I, I wish that I could go through the conversation that we just had, because, uh, but, but I can't. I legally can't. And then Justin's Justin's request was, when in doubt, leave it out, because when he will always doubt, hit the dump out. button when, yeah. I mm-hmm. bet I, even when you say something like douchebag, which you can say on the wow. radio. What? Oh, yes. Yay. Yes, you can. Back to class. Now Uh-oh. I know. Listen, I'm <laughs> learning. <laughs> I am very excited to have both of you in studio. Austin Crew, oh you play God. Alan in the movie Booksmart. Yes. And Mason Gooding, you play Nick, one of the love interests in the film. Thank you for uh, who, who I, I'm a little mad at, just because I've seen the movie. I think it's important to, to start off by saying this is like this awesome coming of age high school film that I, I when I met you guys before I said like I felt like this was when I saw Clueless the first time and feeling like oh my gosh what is this movie Mm -hmm. and I remember calling um, uh, a friend of mine after I left the screening two months ago or however long ago (laughs) it was and being like have you seen this movie Wow! Uh, and my friend Travel he was like yeah uh, it's amazing right (laughs) I was like it's so smart it's so funny it's so like current and like I think one of the things that this movie does really well is showing um all of the different intersectionalities of these people without making it a thing. Mm-hmm. It's so, without making it a thing. It's so funny you mentioned that specifically in Clueless and you know the way that people are represented in the film. When we even before we started filming, Olivia said the goal was to make that sort of film that Clueless, the Fast Times of Ridgemont High for this generation. Yeah. And one of the things mm-hmm. I think that helps it do that, sort of modernize it or pick it up for uh, the kids of today is the duality that you see in each character and individual portrayed on screen. Nobody is one thing just like in real life. We may look one way on the surface, but once you give someone that time to sort of, you know, mesh into who they are and what they're really about, you realize we're all just incredibly deep 
in-depth people yeah. with a bunch of layers and things to learn. But that's also part of why Ali's so mad at Nick. Yeah. yeah. Which yeah. we get into it. Which I thought yeah. that he was different. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, this is going so great. And then I was like, oh, no. But See, mm-hmm. Well, don't give anything away. No, no, no. Yeah. I'm not going to give anything away. I don't want to spoil the movie because it's a fantastic movie and everyone should definitely go see it. Um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, Jared, you make a great point because when I started watching the movie, I mean, the, the cast of characters is so diverse in so many different ways. Which we love. Uh, yeah, and, and there is not a lot of commentary on it, like mm-hmm. uh, which I really, really enjoy, especially the fact that you know one of them is gay. There's no yeah. like, oh, I'm coming of age in right, this, blah, 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 right. and I need to tell my parents. It was just like, a, it was just a part of who she was, mm-hmm. and you continued on with it. Parents the same with who the, are traditionally like Christian parents, you know, those that's also a dynamic that they highlighted that I thought was like, oh my gosh, that's, this is everything. How the, you know, traditionally those parents that fit into that stereotype, that trope of being religious. Well, Amy's mom and dad. Yes, are, you know, Kudra, against, um, you know, a homosexual lifestyle, and they are there are so many parents including mine I'm gonna call y'all out hey how y'all doing (laughs) Um, that are expanding their circle of tolerance even for their children and for their family no definitely I think it's great for all ages to be watching this and to be learning something from it and yet like you said you have a personal connection to this as well Mm -hmm. right being a part of this movie what did that mean for you as somebody who came out just just pretty recently right yeah so like I told my parents what was going on with me like (laughs) I would say like three years ago um and that was it was like impromptu I'm 23 now so like I was probably 21 at the time and I had gone through my own little thank you I had gone through my own little journey and that made sure that I was straight with myself like knew what I was doing and then I like let it go straight with yourself I guess not straight with myself (laughs) make sure you were good and gay with yourself good and gay with myself you see what I did there Oh, yep, yep. I was nice. Yeah. <laughs> I was real good. But Austin, you, one of the interesting things I've heard you talk about was the the spectrum of queerness that we mm-hmm. don't get to see a lot of in, in yes. television and film. Yes. And and with your character, talk talk about Alan. Well, okay, so Alan is the kind of star power of the musical theater department of Crockett High School. Mm. And alongside George, who's played by Noah Galvin. The George, two of you together are hysterical. Yeah, a really dynamic funny. duo. God, so funny. And ridiculous. Yeah. Like, both is ridiculous. And there's a more, like, straight edge, um, domineering, dominant energy that George has yeah. and a more kind of flamboyant, carefree energy that Alan has. Yes. And, you know, there are so many different times where I personally have seen queerness in TV, on, like, network television, or, like, anywhere that now that queerness is more of, like, an inclusive topic in these stories, I've seen it play kind of like this, you know, this really toned down, kind of like, is he gay, is he straight, mm-hmm. you know, ambiguity. And there are so many, like, fabulous, like, femme queers that are in high school that have stories also to be told and that are... That are super out. That are super right. out, right? You know what I mean? They never and it's have like, to come out to their parents. And, and, right, yeah, and they yeah. never have... Exactly. Right, right. So it's like highlighting those types of characters, I think, are also important. Too, so, so. so Mason, uh, I've heard you talk about your character about Mason, uh, about Nick, um, saying that he's a black man who is like kind of the antithesis of a lot of the black men that we see um, portrayed on screen. Uh, tell us about that. Something I love, and thank you for bringing that up because it does kind of uh, give me an opportunity to sort of speak about. I love in films when uh, 
expectations are sort of subverted inherently, maybe in the casting process mm-hmm. or the writing process before the film's even begun production. And something that I found that was hard to find before, you know, I'll say when I around the time I started you know, looking into Booksmart and getting cast in that, is that black characters, for the most part, were sort of allowed to be one thing or another. Mm -hmm. And because of that, it created an air that they couldn't be other things. So, for example, when I read Nick and I got that, you know, I booked that role from that audition, it was... The idea that a black man or a black person in general could be so well-liked and popular in school as well as being positive and loving to his guy like friends throughout right. high school. And for me, I love taking the boundaries that were already set for you know uh, young black actors these days and testing them or trying something new. And that's Olivia, that's Annapurna, that's Allison Jones, casting director, mm-hmm. that's uh, Katie Silverman, the writer, who are allowing these characters to sort of yeah. be, you know, more than Inclusive. just the, or just the Vince first Black choice, yeah. which mm-hmm. I, I think, if I'm remembering the correct panel you guys read, they had mentioned how they described characters in Booksmart or in general that it wasn't necessarily physical attributes such as uh, the example she gave was flicking hair out of it. Yeah, so we'll get into into how those breakdowns really have indications No, I mean, that's a really important part though. Uh, Olivia Wilde directed it and put together this film, so we'll talk about um, how those breakdowns, what she was saying about how that matters. Yeah, of course. And we'll get into like who you people are, Mm -hmm. okay? Yeah, Yeah, of course. You're listening to Drop the subject with Jared and Allie. We've got Mason and Austin sitting in the studio with us from Booksmart, which is in theaters right now. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Mark thy calendars and make thy plans to attend the drama department's summer program, Shakespeare in the Park. Gingla. We will be performing the Bard's comedies as modern tragedies outside Whole Foods across town. It's actually funny. It's, it's what we did in my summer program last year in Barcelona, when I lived in Barcelona. Mm. I will be directing, and Alan may be starring pending auditions. I don't audition. I'm offer only. <laughs> Ah, yes. Drop the subject on the new Channel Q. That was the wonderful Austin Crute playing Alan on uh, in Booksmart, which is in theaters now. You have to go see it. If you are available to do that this weekend, I highly recommend it. We saw it recently, and it was fantastic. Mason Gooding is in with us as well, who plays Nick. And uh, that just that brings up personal memories for me, because I actually did perform Shakespeare in a, basically a parking oh, lot. I thought, oh, I wow. thought you were going to say you had been to Barcelona. I have also been to Barcelona. Uh, no. When you lived in Barcelona? No, but it's completely off topic. That's one of the reasons that I really don't like Giada. On, uh, on Food Network, on Food Network? because she always over-pronounces Bar- all the Italian Bar- words, Bar- and it bothers me so much. She's like, okay, and then I'm just going to go ahead and grab the fettuccine. Fe- 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 and I'm like, stop <laughs> yourself. That's so funny. Uh, so, so one of the things I wanted to, to get into, uh, Olivia Wilde has talked a lot about putting this film together and the ways that she recognized um, that race and racism and all the different kinds of inter- intersectionalities mm. play in casting these kinds of roles. And she mm-hmm. talked about, they're like, they're subtle things, right? Sometimes it's, it's overt, and it's 
like white male, white female, mm-hmm. right? But then sometimes that she flips her long golden hair in the wind, and she's yeah. like, I, those I, subversive sort exactly. Of, yeah. She talked about how she she didn't want to include those kinds of things that were like identifying factors, mm-hmm. so that actors could come in and like and embody these characters yeah. and not necessarily have to be a white person or a black person or Asian person or mm-hmm. a Latino or whatever. Talk to me about working on that set and, and the inc- the inclusive nature of this film. Oh my goodness! Well. We can start with the casting and then go to the uh, set itself because yeah. both yeah. sort of in their own the, ways incorporate inclusivity and yeah. diversity in their own way. But casting, I'll say, was... It's funny. It's not hard to diversify your cast. It's not difficult. It's not like the talent isn't there right. in people of color or in all sort of communities. And people it's, make it di- more difficult than they it needs to be. Right. They make it difficult yeah. because do. as a casting director, because it's obviously not their fault, they're not they don't write the script. Mm -hmm. They're just given directions to follow to give the producers, the writers, and the director exactly what it is that they want. So when you as a writer or a producer or director, whomever, tell the casting director in the character breakdown um, even subversive things like long flowy hair, bright blue eyes. It may not specifically say you know this character is white but they heavily allude to it yeah you know and that sort of idea that greatness can permeate in all walks of the industry actors crew members etc etc yeah it came through in the set itself our crew was some of the most diverse and multifaceted talented people you could have ever assembled because rather than look at the pedigree of work that they've done prior to yeah. or maybe you know if you want to be blatant about it skin color she looked at the capability and the actual talent in the people that were brought to her yeah. based off of the people that you know were recommended to her there, this movie is like so like inc- there are so many this is my first this is my first mm. movie Same. okay are you coming out to say yeah. that it's your first movie <laughs> this is that it. is so brave yeah. of you yes. sir and this is like there are so many different faces that are just are new faces like Victoria and Nico and even Mason there are so many n- new faces because even they man. were able to include people oh, yeah. well and that's what I love about this movie because mm-hmm. I'm I mean you get sick of seeing the same damn people in every right. movie and I right. love seeing a movie where I didn't really know anybody right. I was like this is awesome it's a whole new cast of people that I can fall in love with that yes. I don't have any kind of predisposition yeah. of who they are what roles they Jeff, can play Allison yeah. Jones Allison too. Jones, Allison Jones is a queen. she. I mean she's casted like The Office Parks and Rec Freaks and Geeks she's ridiculous and if it's like if you get that stamp of approval that Allison yeah. Jones tap it's like it's a jump off so I'll be yeah. honest with you I get emails from publicists all day every day and I remember getting an email for this movie months ago and I've, I've said this to the publicist and I was like I don't know who these people are in this, in this, in this poster I don't mm-hmm. know what this movie is. I'm good. Mm-hmm. And like I passed. Mm-hmm. And like I passed again. Mm-hmm. And then like, tell the him. publicist, uh, a great guy, um, he had sent it to me again. And I was like, Gaston, okay, I will come see this movie. I don't mm-hmm. even know what this is. And so then I, I saw it and I emailed him afterward. And I was like, I have to tell you, <laughs> I am so glad you kept sending me emails about this because so it's funny. so funny. It's so good. It's so smart. We got you. Yes. We yes. yes. got you in there. And to your point about like not knowing who these faces are, I think people will see these posters and like, I don't know who these people are, not pay attention. Mm-hmm. But like, it's such a good movie that I think everybody needs to see. No, that's so it. refreshing, especially because there are people like the two of you who are very talented and can be 
you know, working more regularly mm-hmm. and giving yeah. a chance to those people yeah. is really important. Yeah. New because yeah. of that. Yeah. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And you can relate to the characters more because there's no brands that are like clouding yeah. up. Yeah. You know, you can so really relate free. to them as just like characters, beings. Yeah, it just seems like an authentic modern day high school experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so, so let's talk about who you people are. Hey, hey. Okay. Um, so right. we'll start with you. Okay. I didn't even realize this until after way after the fact after I'd met you um, your last name is Gooding yes. um, which when I realized I was like oh duh <laughs> I didn't you, realize either when I first so met him either trying not to wear it on the sleeve so, I didn't, yeah, I didn't so realize why could Gooding? you imagine hi I'm Mason Gooding my father's dad <laughs> that, that would I, yeah. I'd get punched in the face well, I get it I get Hopefully. it you don't want to lead with that but like I would have known you first being related to Omar Gooding because I remember Wild and Crazy Kids on Nickelodeon oh my oh. god yeah, no. yeah. Smart guy too, right? And smart guy, right? But um, your dad's kind of known, I guess. Some people know him. So you might say his name's Cuba Gooding Jr. Cuba Gooding Jr. The second Oscar-winning actor. That's him. Um, So you are you are in good company. Um, How did acting begin for you? Like, how did was it like? I saw my dad doing it. I wanted to do it, or did he push you into it? How did it get started? It's probably a little combination of all the things you said. It was growing up around it. It felt like the most comfortable thing to do. It's a family business. Sure. <laughs> and it's a funny way of putting it, but you're kind of right. And <laughs> as uh, as I started talking to my dad more and more about it, and as I got a little older, he was like, you know, I don't want child acting for you. I don't think that that creates a conducive artist's environment, especially for a young mind uh, in this day and age. So his ultimatum was, you can either turn 18 and start acting, or you can go to college, which is a very fair and understandable... Come on, parenting. It, it made total sense. Come on, shout, shout out to parenting. Shout out to parenting. Shout out to parenting. No, of course. And through the combination of his support and my mother, I'm, mom, I love you dearly, uh, it turned into being the most viable and you know engaging option for me because let's be honest I'm not great at much else so I figured uh, acting is what I love uh, I love writing and directing and I feel like those are natural progressions mm-hmm. to the so acting medium where did so, acting start for you it began I'll say uh, professionally like three years ago while I was in college uh, I went to NYU, NYU the same time as Austin NYU gang, gang, gang. and I just was drawn <laughs> to it. And, what you keep you hearing say? the NYU gay? Of NYU course. NYU gay. And just from there, it's been uh, my one one sort of uh, focus at this point, and I'm loving it, and got me here, yeah. That's great. Okay, we have to go to another break. Mm-hmm. Austin, we're going to come back, find out about you, Alrighty. what you're doing, where you're from. And then okay. I need to hear Olivia Wilde stories. Okay. Yes. Please. I'm the lesbian in the group. I need to hear about this. You got it. Wants to hear more about oh, Olivia? We got you. I Thank you. We all say get you. with with a, a couple moments left. I remember Olivia walking in the room, and it was like, "Oh, the energy just turned." Oh. Yeah, oh, no idea. Like, Why didn't you invite me to that panel? No I mean, idea. I, I, I did invite you, but you. Couldn't oh, you're make right. It. You Damn it, I couldn't make it. I, I tried. Damn it. This is on you. Oh, I wingman you. Okay. Uh, we're talking to Austin Crew and Mason Gooding, <laughs> stars of Booksmart, which is in theaters right now. We'll take a quick break and be right back. You're listening to the new Drop the Subject on the new Channel Q on your radio and radio.com. Drop the subject. We'll be right back. Drop the subject. All right. Drop the subject on the new channel Q. It's me, Allie Johnson. We're having fun with uh, Mason Gooding and hey, Aus- hey. and uh, Austin Cruz from, 
from <laughs> from uh, the movie Booksmart, and of course Jared Hill, my co-host. And, I'm here too. And you're skirt. you're, you're <laughs> everyone skirt roll call. We almost didn't see you, but then you said skirt. Uh, yeah. No. Now I want to ask you before we get into working with Olivia Wilde and all this, and also yeah, talking all about yeah, no, no, no. I know we have to do that. We have limited time. Um, but I wanted to quiz, quickly ask you if if you wanted any show or movie to be rebooted, what would you be your pick? Because I like to always think about what we were talking about it earlier on the show, and I wanted, wondered if you had any that we can show be that, in. Yeah, that you can be in. Oh, that's a Raven. What? Oh my God! Oh my God! Answer. He said that yesterday. And you know what? Have you been watching Ravens Home? Ravens Home. I, oh my God! It's my, legit. I, it is so legit. I have to like really binge. <laughs> I've only seen a few episodes, and it's so legit. Like I really and love the what they're doing with it. The song is good. The music always matters yes. to me. That is yeah. such a good answer. Okay. okay, what's yours? Well, I just I want to be a superhero, so I'd say Smallville because I just oh. want to be a superhero. Oh, I like okay. that. I, I really tweeting, yeah. I was tweeting with uh, a friend about that the other day, and I was yeah. like, I, I feel like everything ends up being about diversity and racial or whatever. But I remember watching Smallville. And then, like, somewhere in there, like, on the last episode of one of the finales, like, black guy just, like, disappeared. He literally was like, I gotta go. And, like, left. And, and never came back. And did that. And then someone tweeted me back, and they were like, oh, well, he left because, like, he had some, like, legal ha- things happening in real life, and that's why he was gone. And I stopped oh, watching the no. show. Okay. But Smallville was so good. It that's was what so I'm saying. Just do it again. Yeah. Black uh, Superman. You know. Nobody needs to know, because <laughs> they're all watching the movies, yeah. and we could someone make a buck. Someone was tweeting that, like, we waited 10 years to see this man now ha- learn how to fly, and we knew he could do it the whole time, or something like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Smallville was a really good show. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, all right. Cool. I just needed to know that for my own records. Yes. Thank you. For your so, own records. So, so so I'm just gonna write that down. Put it in the file. Uh, so when you found out that Olivia Wilde was directing mm-hmm. this film, and it was this is her directorial debut, yes. right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so was it? How, what is the percentage of excitement versus scared? On the first day of set, I mean, you're you're with a new director. Mm-hmm. First and, movie, listen, your first movie. Yes. There are a lot of new directors who could I, be insane. Yes, or they could be incredible, like she inevitably was. <laughs> if she was at all scared or you know unsure of herself, you would not have been able to pick that up. I, I don't care who you are, how long mm-hmm. you've been doing this. She was, uh, she is a natural born leader and. I would say a gifted director specifically in the way that she conducts her sets and talks mm-hmm. to her actors I, I'm sure yes and it made everybody feel so comfortable like I came in it was my first like read through read through and you he know, like, it. I came up in that thing yeah I came <laughs> up in that thing with my luggage like straight off the plane like you're so southern sit, I came <laughs> look, up I'm off so that southern. thing I got, <laughs> look I had to keep that Atlanta with me I'm from Atlanta um, and I came in with my luggage sat down next to like Jason Sudeikis I'm in a room full of people you show up on set and it's like all these cameras are everything and it's just like it felt it did not feel overwhelming like she just made everything so just it felt it felt like a workshop yeah. but we were actually doing a movie Jason Sudeikis has a good uh, a good shoe situation too I saw him at the Yo, Arclight both of them Woo! it's yeah. like I saw Yo. him at the Arclight and I didn't know it was him I was like who's this cute white man that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. Like she's, she is, if y'all don't know, we was just talking about this. She's the white girl in Nice for What. That's why she was mm. chosen. She yeah. is. She's the, got it. She's got it. She's got it. Nice for what? Nice for what? Exactly. But she's nice for everything. Okay. She's so, nice for so <laughs> favorite Olivia Wilde moments from you guys for uh, for Ali's sake. Yeah. What, what's, what's your favorite moment? She brushed up against anyone's breast. No, I'm just yeah. I don't want to be a creeper. Famous, famous, 
favorite moments either on set or during this press tour working together mm-hmm. what's, what's mm-hmm. been your favorite thing about working with Olivia Wilde I'm trying to like file through the filing cabinet mm. yeah. things that yeah, you can talk about I read about an publicly. article about how she had a no a-hole po- policy on set yeah. oh, absolutely. at least she said yeah. that in one of the interviews and she so. had a no sides or script policy on set so she was like she set this like tone of like preparedness like everybody just comes knowing their stuff and then we could just like play around with it yeah wow. but okay so what is a good oh my god I'm trying to think of like okay one one Olivia moment that I would say that I had that was incredible mm. was her okay so I I bring this moment up so often just because it was like so crazy but I was graduating at the same at the same time that this was happening so I went to NYU and we filmed during my exam week so I like asked for oh an extension yeah so I asked for an extension on my exams like they pushed it to the next week but there were some like take home exams you can't make an excuse on a like, take home exam so then I you know was in the clam with my dress on and like I no, like in the clam, in the clam. So there's Where's like the a, clam. There's a clam that I sit on. Yeah. Oh, you mean in, in the movie? Party. Sitting on, yes, okay. in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the like, movie. What does that mean? Is oh that, my god! In the movie. I was movie. like, I, I can relate. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, like you so do. Got right, it. Right. As, As one, one does. does. You're was, in the clam. I was sitting on the pearl of the clam, and um, <laughs> oh god. I was literally like, just her. I don't know willingness to let me just be in my own world, doing my own thing. As she was like making an entire film yeah. a whole cultural staple doing Ooh. my essays like right there and just like the the environment that she fostered cause some directors are not like that yeah, I'm telling you like letting me you know do essays and laptops on the other side of the camera <laughs> there you, go, yeah. you know what I mean you're, and so it's your just laptop like, is behind the clam while watching the movie it is literally like when they're looking up at me I'm doing the essay <laughs> behind the clam is a, another Mason, movie that I would we're watch. almost out of time Mason your favorite uh, Olivia Wilde story so I said it before and I'll say it again she's a brilliant director but some Something she does uh, to sort of when you do a scene, usually a director will come over. They'll probably saunter over, and be mulling about, and mm-hmm. they'll tell you either what's wrong or what's not. They'll go back, and then it's up to you to sort of ruminate. And she would come up, and what? First of all, she's uh, a force, so she'd mm-hmm. slide over, and she'd already <laughs> know what she needs to say, she but she wants lie. you to come to it together. So she'll never. Mm. this is what you need mm-hmm. okay. so she'd slide over and she'd be like okay and mm-hmm. you know this is Olivia Wilde staring you in the eye and you have to try and not like, it's like she's trying to guide your, your energy to where and you want to she'll go. tell you while she's also like dancing because she's excited because she knows what's about to happen your and, you physicality know, is very her oh I of feel course like, yes, mm-hmm. yes. and she'll tell you uh, she'll give you an idea and there was this one time where I was doing a scene without spoiling anything with Beanie and she, uh, I did one take and she came over and she got really close and she was like, how would you actually do this? Like if this were you actually trying to talk to this girl at this party? And mm-hmm. I told her and she was like, then do that. Uh, that's great. Okay, so that exposed you. So, okay. I have, <laughs> Sounds like my I therapist. Have, <laughs> Sounds amazing. Austin, we're, we're out of time. So give me in 20 seconds, 20 where seconds. are you from? Background, go. Okay, I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. I'm mm. a pastor's kid. Uh-oh. I grew up in musical theater, and I grew up in the music industry. And then I started going to NYU and making. And I was at Black Justin Bieber on Atlanta hey, on FX. Hey. And then from there, <laughs> that was sophomore year of college. And then uh, now I'm here, and I'm on okay. the radio. So Ooh, tell people they can find you on social media at Austin Crew. That's A U S T I N C R U T E. Y'all can follow can, me. Where can people find you? Hi, I'm on Instagram as 
is M Gooding fifteen, and your numbers are growing as we've heard. They're numbers growing. Are growing. Yeah. Please numbers contribute. Are growing. We can growing. chat on the social medias. Yes, and his DMs are lit. I'm sure. So listen, uh, <laughs> Booksmart is in theaters right now. Theaters across the country, wherever you are, you can go see please, it. Please. Make sure to go see the movie. Yes. Tweet about it at Tweet. Books, hashtag books, Booksmart movie. Um, Austin Crew studio audience is very happy Mason, you're here. Thank you guys thank so you. much thank for you so much. Thank, thank you both for being here. Pleasure. This has been Drop the Subject with Jared and Ali. You're listening to Channel Q uh, on your radio and radio.com. Drop the Subject. On the next show, we have the gayest news headline of the week, the gayest sports highlights of the week, and there's a porn bathing suit everyone's wearing. Oh, are we done talking about the porn bathing suit? I'm wearing it right now. Are, are we planning to talk about that? That sounds crazy. <laughs> Drop the Subject. Weekdays, 12 to 2 Pacific, 3 to 5 Eastern, on the new Channel Q.